So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome to the inaugural podcast uh, known as Compliance Unfiltered with Adam Goslin. My name is Todd Kishow. I handle business development for TCT. And it is my pleasure today to introduce you to a true expert in the field of compliance, Mr. Adam Goslin. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Doing fantastic, Todd. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the wonderful intro. Uh, I'm the, uh, I, I happen to be the CEO of total compliance tracking and, uh, it's good to be here and good to get the, uh, get the podcast going. Excited to, excited to help others. So that will be fun. Absolutely. That's great to hear. And I guess the, the question that are, uh, that, that must be on, on a lot of folks mind, uh, about 35 seconds in is why in the hell we should actually listen to Adam Goslin. And I think that that's something that's uh, important that we address uh, at the very top of this. So uh, let us in, Adam. Let, why should we, uh, we listen to you? Well, I don't know if it's a should, should <laughs> listen to me. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think at times I'm mildly entertaining and I've got a decent sense of humor. No, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, I've been in the, I've been in the security and compliance space at this point in the game for, uh, for quite some period of time. Uh, all told about, you know, it's got to be about 14 years or so. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, my background was I was kind of like a lot of people that get into the into the security and compliance space, you know, and uh, and I was faced with it. So um, I went from you know I went from trying to figure it out to you know to navigating down this path. So um, you want me to? What do you want me to do? You want me to go and kind of go through a little bit of a, a background and tell them people a little bit about that about that journey so what? they kind of understand who they're talking with or what? Well, fourteen years in the space, man, that's a lot of spreadsheets. You, <laughs> you, 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 you probably have, have seen your fair share of nightmares when it comes to handling corporate compliance. <laughs> uh, yes, I've seen my I've seen my fair fair share of uh, of of nightmares, fair share of spreadsheets. That is a true statement. Um, you know, the the reality is is that when I started uh, when I started into the security and compliance space. Um, I had, it, I, I think what might help is a little bit, a little bit more context in terms of background. So, sure, fire away. um, I, I initially got, I, I initially started down the road, uh, like day one, I, I initially went into more the development side. Um, and I, honestly that stint lasted, I don't know, all of maybe a year, um, something along those lines. And I got some exposure to, um, to kind of project management and managing teams and things along those lines. So, you know, you, most of the tech tech crew either keep themselves, you know, staunchly entrenched in the, you know, in the technical space, or they, you know, will move over and, you know, kind of head down the management arena. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the management side was really where, where, where I got management design systems design, things along those lines, kind of where I, 
where I kind of fell. And so, um, and so I just slowly through, you know, different jobs and different roles that I had at, at organizations went from, you know, being a project manager to being a, you know, being an, a, a team lead to being an IT manager, uh, you know, et cetera. And, um, you know, right about the time that I was hitting, uh, right about the time that I was hitting the 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 point where uh, I was really kind of getting into the I'll call it really into middle management was about the same time as uh, it was this was in Michigan and uh, it's about the same time that um, that the economy was really uh, really taking a dump sure and so you know it it was it was tough because you know the one job that I got into I don't know there were like twelve hundred people working there when I started. And um, I think I'd been there all of about maybe eight or 10 weeks. Uh, and then um, they, the HR grabs a cart that they had stacked up with boxes and they, and they start walking around with that. And basically if you had a box hit your desk, you were done. Oh, wow. And that company went through, they, we, uh, they did this bi-weekly on payday. And so as HR would go around with a stack of, you know, the cart of boxes, they also had a file, a folder file. And uh, you know, they were, they were going ahead and basically laying people off every two weeks. And that lasted for probably, probably about a year or so uh, worth of just bi-weekly layoffs. How that stressful, was, man. Oh my God. That was brutal. The, the, the first day that they did this, um, I, I'm sitting in a room. It's four of us and me, you know, the, the, the guy that's been there for all of, you know, whatever, 10 weeks type of thing. Um, and I've got two people in that room that had kind of decade plus well of course they were making more money than i was at the time mm -hmm. uh and guess what they got the nod um so two of the four of us were blitzed on day one and this this just continued and it, yeah it was very draining it was my first real experience with you know kind of being in an organization that was you know that was struggling and where the the management of the organization was kind of struggling to you know to to account for what they needed to run the company properly, that type of thing. So um, that was a, that was an eye-opening experience. And one day I ended up, I don't know, they went from 1200 people down to, uh, I think there were about 50, uh, you know, left when uh, I showed up to work and HR literally was sitting at a picnic table and the doors were locked Man. and, and they were done. And so, you know, I went through the, I went through the scramble and ended up getting another, you know, getting another position with another company. Um, and that next company, it was in the same boat, right? There were 600 and something people when I started. Um, I was one of, I think, 12 IT managers. There were two vice presidents of IT and a CIO, um, you know, kind of as the, the management chain for IT. And um, at the, I don't know, fast forward, you know, fast forward, maybe three and a half years. Uh, and I was the last, I was basically last man standing out of the entire management team that they had in IT. And, um, you know, and so they were going through the same type of thing, you know, reductions, reductions. I think at well, its low point. Yeah, go, go ahead. Tom. Well, I was, I was just going to ask, Adam, what, what were your biggest, like, what were your biggest takeaways from those experiences? I can't even imagine the level of, of stress that, that you mm -hmm. had going through that experience. But what what were the, the things, kind of the lasting takeaways from that? Well, I mean, there there were several. There was, you know, it, 
I, 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 I like to think of myself as very observant. Um, <laughs> I'm also, I'm also pretty opinionated. And so, you know, to, 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 to myself, I'm sitting here going, how, number one, how can you people looking at the management of these organizations, how can you people run an organization so poorly that you can't see this stuff coming? You can't make adjustments. You can't, you know, dial up, you know, dial the dollars north, you know, in advance of needing to make these massive cuts. I mean, it was just, it was really eye opening for me seeing the lack of foresight, the lack of management, lack of ownership. And quite frankly, it was my real first exposure to the lack of caring that. I saw at those upper levels of management was kind of the one side of it and the other being someone that, you know, that, that carries a fair amount of empathy for others. You know, I also found myself in a position where, um, you know, where I was now responsible for, you know, responsible for people and their livelihoods and their paychecks and their families. And, you know, it was that it, it was really tough um, being stuck between a group of people that couldn't run an organization and yet being ultimately, you know, responsible yet hands tied uh, for personnel that, that reported up to me. And it was very Quite frankly, it was very disconcerting, sure. um, you know, being in being in that position. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Now, I, I'm curious, as we bring it back to to kind of the crux of this whole thing, Adam, which is mm-hmm. the compliance piece. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me to get to the point. I, <laughs> I was about to go there, really. Um, so anyway, long story short is that I go through two, two, two companies that, you know, that basically dwindled, dwindled, dwindled. Uh, I ended up jumping out, jumping ship from there. The next organization I went to, I was kind of VP of IT. It was IT and infrastructure, but I had, I had all of the internal IT folks. I had the devs. I had project managers. I had product people, uh, the uh, business, business analyst, customer service. The whole bit was kind of, you know, all under, under one big, uh, big umbrella type of thing. And uh, at that organization, I was uh, maybe a year, year and a quarter into it. Um, and the boss comes by. He drops a four-inch deck of paper off on my desk. Mm. Uh, don't ask me why he printed it. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, he drops his four-inch four, four deck right? of paper. Yeah, I think it, I think it was – I think he deliberately, like, kind of dropped it from about the eight-inch mark. <laughs> so when it hit the desk, like, everything kind of lifted at the same yeah, time. Solid. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he says, Oh, we need to get compliant with this. And, uh, and so I looked down at the piece of paper, it says the letters PCI on the top of it. And I summarily said, huh, what's PCI? Um, (laughs) this particular organization, um, you know, and, and keeping in mind, my at this point in the game, all but my first year of my career, we're, we're in various realms of management of, you know, management of systems, personnel, blah, and, uh, in the IT space. And yet this is my first real exposure to uh, to any form of compliance certification. And so, um, you know, at the time that I was going through that process, there were um, there were very very few vendors uh, in this space. There were there were uh, literally a handful of vendors that could even offer solutions. 
Um, the for in terms of being able to get any form of assistance with, you know, what the hell does this stuff mean? What do I need to do? What are my options? Getting guidance. The vast majority of that knowledge had been very, very closely held with the really big kind of consulting firms that are out there. Um, think like the, you know, whatever the big five or whatever, cons- you know, accounting firms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they primarily dominated this space and were the only ones that, you know, that had the wherewithal to be able to go through these things. And so, uh, and so I didn't have really anything I could lean on there. Uh, and they're monstrously expensive. Um, and so it, it basically that, huh, what's PCI kicked off 18 months of uh, of just having to understand everything. Now, the one thing that, that's important about this is the organization I had to do this for was in what I'll call the kind of, in one sense, worst case scenario uh-huh. um, in that they needed to, because of their business process, they had to store credit cards. And so because of the fact that they had to store credit cards and keep them on file, it effectively meant everything, everything in PCI was in scope. And so it wasn't like I can just take, like, I don't know, if you split PCI apart into all its little bits and pieces and blah, you're talking about, you know, four or 500 different line items, okay, when all said and done. And it's not like we had a minute, some type of a smaller scope and I only need to focus on these 80. No, everything was in scope. And so the way that I ended up having to go down this path was it was a couple of fold. One, the company already had uh, already had a hosting company uh, selected that they were using. Uh, they also uh, had already signed up with a qualified security assessor who's, you know, the, the, the would do the audit and, and all that fun stuff. So uh, and there were these scant handful of crappy vendors out there that I could, you know, attempt for an, uh, astronomical do- amounts of dollars uh, to go and try to bolt in place and see if it would work. And so the, it, it embarked on uh, 18 months of calling the assessor, uh, making friends in the space, uh, doing, uh, you know, Google lookups uh, till the wee hours of the morning, uh, trying to figure this stuff out, reading and rereading and rereading the instructions from the and guidance from the PCI council, um, you know, and uh, trying of uh, the scant list of vendors, trying one, fail, toss, try another one, fail, toss. Oof. <laughs> oh, do I want to try another one? All right, fine. I'm a bear for punishment. Let's try the third. And sure enough, fail and toss and said, screw it. And then, you know, we just ended up writing in many cases, we said, screw it and ended up just solving the problem ourselves, looking at the nature of the requirements, going and consulting with the QSA saying, hey, here's how we're going to go solve this problem. You have any issues with this, you know, et cetera, and kind of navigating through that water. But this was on, this is on line item by line item, dude. I mean, um, as we started to get to the last portion of the gaining compliance, um, as we started to navigate toward that, uh-huh. I'm not kidding. I was putting in um, anywhere from about 100 to 110 hours a week. Oh, wow. Um, you know, seven days a week uh, for probably eh, the last six to eight weeks. Um, and, and part of that joy, as you kind of alluded to <laughs> earlier, my, my stark, uh, that began my stark, uh, hatred of spreadsheets. <laughs> um, 
So I, I was actually, I didn't mind spreadsheets so much before, but man, trying to manage these freaking engagements with, you know, I, I call it human glue, you know, yeah. uh, trying to imagine, manage them with a spreadsheet and me being the human glue that was stuck between everything going on and trying to keep track of everything under the sun. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. And, uh, you know, it was just a lot of blood, sweat, tears and human glue that held it all together, uh, you know, and whatnot. But that was that was one hell of an experience. But we ended up taking that organization through to gaining, you know, gaining sign off from the QSA, um, you know, gaining confirmation from Visa that we'd done everything in sundry, uh, you know, known demand. Uh, and then we they, then we held my that was kind of my what I called the inaugural compliance party. So <laughs> for, <laughs> for any organization that's been through this for the first time. Oh, when you first get that freaking certification, dude. Oh, my God. It is it is just you feel it's this it's this sense of just extreme relief uh that you've actually made it to that point because there there's many times where you don't think you're going to actually get there so <laughs> yeah no so let's talk about that a little bit it is you know fast forward to today where yeah. has that experience led you well um you know the uh the the reality is is that um is that I've always been the type of person that, you know, that I, I like helping people. And, um, and it just always been a thing for me since I was a kid. Uh, and, um, you know, the backdrop of the failed companies I worked for, um, the backdrop of the 18 months of hell that I had to go through on this first engagement. The, the thing that I learned was that uh, this stuff is hard, number yeah. one. Number two. There's very, at that time, especially at that time, there was damn near nobody that actually knew what the hell they were doing, um, <laughs> you know, in this space. That became abundantly clear. Um, the other learn, kind of learning experience I gained from that, and this was kind of, this was the very, um, this was the very introspective view that I had of looking back on this experience when I first started and said, huh, what's PCI? Dude, I didn't have any idea how just little I knew about security and compliance stuff. Yeah, you don't know yeah. what you don't know, right? Exactly. Well, and, but the scary part is this, is that the business owners, oh, they just expect, well, you got IT in your name. You must know everything about IT. But <laughs> this security compliance arena, it's different, man. It's, you know, a net, a net guy can make the network sing, but tell them to make it secure. That's a different skill set that they, in most, in many cases, especially at that time, hadn't even exercised. And so, so that was, uh, you know, that was eye-opening, seeing just uh, recognizing just how little I knew about this stuff once I got to the end. Um, and even scarier was how little the people that reported to me that ostensibly were experts at architecture, development, uh, you know, systems design, uh, you know, networking, things along those lines. All of these people that I had on my team that I just... I just assumed, you know, knew what they were doing from a security perspective, just how little they knew. It was it was eye opening um, to go through that process. So on the backs of I like helping people, um, you know, I decided to to go and start uh, 
um, started uh, an organization that would, you know, kind of go out into the security space and try to plug the hole, um, you know, plug the hole of, of trying to help people with their security and compliance stuff. Um, primarily doing, um, I did that, uh, unfortunately, with a couple of business partners. Uh, and, uh, and so that organization was primarily doing um, security compliance consulting against, uh, oh gosh, PCI, HIPAA, NIST, SOC, ISO, you know, et cetera. Um, and then also was doing some deep dive penetration testing. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I was doing this across a bunch of different organizations um, as we went through the, you know, kind of went through the years. At about the three year mark uh, was when light bulbs started going on for me um, in that I was continuing to deal with the with the uh, spreadsheets from hell um, to continue. And every client, every single freaking client was different. Every single one. So the client, the client, the first client, they would want to go ahead and store their stuff on some type of like a drop zone. The second client would want to email everything under the sun back and forth. The next client would want to use their, you know, an, an internal FTP server to go drop these things. And it, for every single one, it was just, it was a different mishmash of ways we were getting stuff, garnering things, blah, blah, blah. The only thing that was consistent <laughs> through all of these things was the, was the stupid freaking spreadsheet that I needed to manually, you know, manually hold together with glue. <laughs> So, yeah, it was it was it was tough, man. It was tough. So at about that at about that mark, we went in and, uh, you know, I I basically actually went initially went back to the uh, to my business partners at the time and said, you know what? This sucks so much that we we could write a system that could, you know, go ahead and, you know, and automate the, you know, the the, this thing from end to end and, you know, blah and help these companies and, and not have to deal with this crap and hold all their compliance together, human glue. To which I was uh, very directly uh, uh, and very bluntly told, we are not doing that. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to do that, then by all means, you can do that on your free time, in, you know, at night and on the weekend. And phew, I got a background in designing and developing systems. I've, I've built many systems from the ground up and, and all that fun stuff. Sure, no problem. So I, that started a probably a two-year stint of spending my nights, spending my weekends. Um, you know, I pulled together a group of folks that I know. Uh, and we basically started designing uh, a compliance management system from the ground up um, so that we could, you know, help people not have to not have to deal with you know, all the all the bullshit that happens on uh, on these compliance engagements, because it's just it's it's brutal, man. You go talk to anybody that's that has to be neck deep in a freaking spreadsheet and, you know, holding it together. Um, it's just it sucks. Well, I was, I was just about to ask, you mean you mean your, your company's not spreadsheet based? <laughs> uh oh hell no uh yeah no we uh you know we actually uh so so fast forward the partnership thing uh you know um kind of gut-wrenching when it all blew apart but in the same sense probably the best damn thing that's ever happened to me uh because it's i want to that, works, that. Huh? yeah yeah i tell you what it sucked uh business divorces suck you know suck, it suck far worse than uh than for you know uh than the normal divorces shall we say because you know hey at least at one point in the game the people actually used to care about each other but you know now eh, not so much <laughs> but uh so no we i i turned around and i and i started up a company um you know uh 
uh, based on the backs of my failed partnership. I love telling people that um, there are three three owners of uh, of the new company, me, myself, and I. Uh, nice. And uh, I, I learn from my mistakes. Um, and so um, and so now started a, a little company called Total Compliance Tracking. Um, whose uh, kind of objective in life is to uh, is to uh, help people with managing you know, kind of managing their compliance. There's a couple other things that that TCT does, but at the end of the day, the centerpiece for for TCT, as we like to call it, or total compliance tracking, um, is the TCT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to use TCT here. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, the TCT portal. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a system to, to help people get away from the spreadsheets, consolidate all of their noise into one spot. And, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, I don't know, like, kind of like envision angels singing and, and all this fun stuff. Cause I'll tell you what, the minute that I could get out of not having to use any more of those friggin' spreadsheets again was the <laughs> best damn day ever. So uh, anyway, well, that kind of leads us here. Does it not like, like, I mean, we started this podcast uh, on the backs of of you uh, escaping the chains uh, of these <laughs> spreadsheets. Um, uh, yeah. But but tell me why why is it that uh, that you want to share this with the folks out there? Well, there, there's there's several reasons. I mean, you know, we you know, we call we 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 called this compliance unfiltered, and 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 the with the tagline of you know making compliance suck less. Because <laughs> hey, let's face it, you know, at the at the end of the day, uh, you know, managing compliance sucks. It does. It's horrible. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 and I love helping people, and um, you know, it's I find it fun. To, to go out there, talk with folks, um, you know, show, kind of show them the way, show them the light. You know, I, I've done a lot of consulting over the years, um, learned a lot of stuff. Uh, you, you know, it's, this is a tough arena. It's a tough arena. It's a complex arena. Um, and so part of the reason why I wanted to, why I wanted to, to join up with you and, and go do the podcast is it's just to, again, to help people, you know, I want to help people make compliance suck less um you know is the, is and the long story short and, um, and i'm curious what is it that companies are doing right now that are kind of uh s- slamming their fingers in the drawer as it were what 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 are they struggling with uh in terms of compliance and how much it sucks well the biggest the biggest w- and here's the way that i look i look at it is i look at it as where am i where am I wasting time? Where am I just evaporating time? And the funniest part about this, and it's a part that I don't really understand as a as a business owner, is that is that oftentimes the notion the notion toward the internal personnel is that well, I mean, I'm already paying for Bob or Mary, so who cares if they have to spend you know time you know monkeying with the spreadsheet? It's not costing me anything. Well, but it's it's the opportunity yeah. cost, right? If I can free up, if I can free up, you know, two thirds of you know a one person's day and you know a, a third of another person's day, you know, you're starting to really gain some some efficiencies. Now, instead of having to hire more personnel, you're just making more effective use of the people that you've got. And why on earth 
would I depend on human glue to hold, you know, kind of hold this together um, when, when I can just make things more efficient. So that the things that I see the companies doing, number one, there's, there's just too much of an attitude of, I've already paid for so-and-so. So I, I'm just, you know, as long as whatever they're doing, isn't going to cost me more money than I'm cool. And it's like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that as a business owner. I don't get it from an efficiency perspective, all that fun stuff. The second piece is that it's bigger than just the poor folks that have to manage the compliance. It's it's everybody on the team that has to provide inputs, feedback, things along those lines. Um, you know, they're all wasting time. Um, the Typically, the compliance information and data um, is spread all over Hell's Half Acre. Um, you know, it's coming at the the person that I, the, that's the human glue. It's coming at them. They'll get email messages. They'll get text messages. They'll be sitting in a meeting. There'll be meeting minutes that somebody stored over over here. There'll be network drops. There's going to be uh, you know portals that they've got to go and pull stuff. You know, go, go grab stuff from vendors. Uh, there's uh, you know there's file sharing systems that are out there. Hell, they may even have to leverage you know, leverage their auditor's proprietary system, you know, type of thing to go and drop all of their stuff into, you know, and whatnot. On top of all of the directions that is coming internally, it's just an absolute crap show um, <laughs> trying to manage one of these things, you know, with spreadsheets and sure. drop zones. I mean, it is, it's a nightmare. And, and, and the most important part is, so we go back to that, you know, I call it the compliance part, right? You know, whew, we right. made it. You know, meanwhile, everybody under the sun in there, uh, you know, in the, on the team has been putting off other other duties, have been pushing back deliverables that they've got to have, um, you know, and and basically their work pile, you know, because most of the people that are on these these things for the first time, the compl security compliance thing is kind of viewed as a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's getting in the way of us doing our normal business, you know, type of thing. So all the normal business stuff is starting to stack up because these people have to focus and get this done. They can get it off of their plate. Well, the minute that the security compliance engagement wraps up and, okay, whew, the auditor finally said they don't have any more questions. They're good. They're going off writing their report and blah, 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 blah. The minute that that happens, everybody goes, oh, thank God. And then they go and then they like literally walk away <laughs> from all their compliance, like the compliance zone. It's like it'd be, it'd be akin to if you were to put uh, if you were to put food bins in a grade school cafeteria and sat 300 children down in there and told them to <laughs> um, then <laughs> and then somebody blew a whistle and everybody just walked away that that's kind of the state of the compliance arena when you're done um because everybody scatters and goes and does their thing and everything's just kind of left wherever the hell it is and in many cases these organizations wouldn't come back around to the next compliance cycle, finger air quotes, for, well, let's say that they call it eight months. And so the last four months before the end of the cycle is when everybody goes and puts their head down and does their thing. Well, eight months later, nobody can remember what where the hell they put what. They don't even remember what the hell they submitted for what. Or you know? what they had for breakfast. Um, it's, so. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's all over the board and it's just a complete freaking disaster. So, yeah, it's um, getting getting that 
organization around your compliance, having it all in one spot, knowing exactly where you need to go, knowing exactly what I provided, who provided it, did it work, did the auditor balk it, uh, I say auditor, but it's typically it's assessor, did the assessor balk it, whatever was put in, what was missing from that last submission? You know, it, all of this information is, is not tangible when you're doing it's human glue in a spreadsheet mode. Um, and so a lot of that learning and a lot of that um, kind of uh, maturity that you otherwise could continue forward in that compliance program, it just evaporates uh, over that eight month period of time. And then all of a sudden it's like it's like watching freaking Groundhog Day, you know, where, you know, we wake it up and we turn off the alarm and it's Groundhog yeah. Day again, you know, and, and, then, and they basically go in and do the same damn thing all <laughs> over, you know. Uh, while making minor tweaks and screwing up countless times. And so uh, I just, that was the biggest part of the reason why, uh, you know, I really just, I, I, I like helping people. I, I like seeing them being able to, to do things as, in you know, smarter and more efficient ways. I don't like putting my head through a wall repeatedly. Sure. It's not fun, um, you know. And so that those are all kind of part of the the driving forces for wanting to for wanting to kind of head down this path. I deliberately kind of left off the yeah the mission of TCT. We can hit that too if you want. But any other kind of any other Q and A or what, what was what was your where's your headspace at? Well, what, yeah, I, what I missed. I, uh, the the last question here really for you, Adam, is is just to uh, to give the people a, an idea of what's coming up what are some of the topics that uh that you're going to be covering uh on compliance unfiltered in, in the coming episodes sure um so couple of couple of things uh we're gonna kind of have the next uh, the next one's gonna be a deep dive on pci um kind of going going through that kind of from you know from end to end talking about various various different topics and and, and uh -huh. all that fun stuff kind of our our experience if you will uh kind of going through that we're also going to be uh we've got upcoming uh sessions That's on cmmc right there oh my god it, it, like the it's like the world <laughs> exploded or something and you know and, and now now we have is all these you know, kind of zombies walking around with their arms out saying cmmc um but now that that arena's really blown up so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take that one on have a discussion about it um you know there's other there's there's a series of other other ones coming too. you know kind of consultant you know when you go do an engagement you know do you go with a consultant do you just go with the assessor what are the plus and minuses uh -huh. that type of thing you know we'll do one there on risk assessments and talk through yeah talking through talking through risk assessments too so you know long story short todd the, the game the game plan you know we've got we've got a series of these kind of lined out in uh -huh. our mind's eye right but you know i i'm very excited to just kind of see where this heads Again, like helping people, like introducing people to folks and, and you know, and whatnot. I want to start getting some guests in here and, you know, and, 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 and no offense to some of the other, um, uh, some of the some of the other folks out there, I did get an opportunity to go and you know kind of listen, <clears throat> listen, listen, listen to some other stuff. And, um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I'm not interested in bringing folks on so that we can try, kind of try to try to advertise them, if you will. But the point is, is that we're trying to, we're trying to improve education. We're trying to, you know, trying to, to kind of broaden people's horizons. And, and as folks will find out, you know, is that I'm just part of the reason we call the compliance unfiltered. I'm just blunt. I'm direct. I'm to the point. I don't, 
screw around, play games. I don't try to use big <laughs> words to confuse people. Um, you know, the, but the bottom line is, is that, is that the stuff at the end of the day, it's not rocket science, but in the same sense, it is built on a lot of, you know, background experience and, you know, kind of years and trenches and all that fun stuff. And, you know, Hey, if I can, if I can get out there and, and, uh, work with you to, to give people some, some education, helpful information, make it a little bit lighthearted and, and help people figure out how to make compliance there it less is. than great. real world solutions for compliance professionals that's all you can that's all you can ask for in, in a compliance podcast mm-hmm. and, and i appreciate that that's something that you're going to uh, to be bringing to the folks every week uh with that i think it's a great place for us to stop at this moment in time i want to thank everyone who's listened and uh please be on the lookout for more episodes of compliance unfiltered coming your way soon uh i'm todd Cashot for adam goslin thank you so much for joining us have a great week thanks everybody take care well that's all the time we have for this episode of compliance unfiltered i'm todd Cashot, and i'm adam goslin Hope we helped to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less.